0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, this is Father Vasek, your host. I've been blessed to be with you. We've had a great show. This is is really the best part of the show right now where you get to listen to me just talk to you about whatever I want, which is great, right? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um I wanted to talk a little bit about prayer because Lent we have uh, this threefold um, invitation that is proposed to us at Ash Wednesday that we would grow in uh, prayer fasting, and almsgiving uh, and that uh that we would grow in in all of those ways and that those would be great means for us by which we can cleave to the Lord um, kind of uh separating ourselves from our own. Um, desires, are, we could say selfishness, but just, you know, just uh, things that we're thinking about otherwise, um, and to try to cleave to the Lord more fully, anything to kind of remove anything uh, from our life that um, would would be in the way, so that we can uh, grow in love of God and love of neighbor. The, this is the great commandment, right? You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so this is the great commandment that that we want to bring forward at all times and in particular in Lent. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving being this threefold means that the Lord Jesus himself gives to us in uh, Matthew's Gospel. So I want to say a little bit about prayer. Um, I think when a lot of people hear prayer, they think of like saying prayers, which is true um but i think what happens for a lot of people if they've had an introduction to prayers it's like let's say the prayer of blessing before meals let's say the prayer of the our father here let's say the prayer of this uh i think for a lot of people a, in practical function uh it's a lot like saying the pledge of allegiance it's a lot like saying these other sort of formulaic things that yeah they're there and they're meaningful but they you know it's kind of once you're done it you're kind of done with it and like okay? Is there is there really a reason why I would want to say more of those things uh, during Lent? Like, why would I want to say more formulaic things that don't really do anything for me? You know, people might say that, right? If they think about prayer that way. Now, some people that are listening are like, I don't think about prayer that way at all. I think about prayer as this Loving relationship and communion with God. Okay, great, because that's really what I want to focus on here is that we have to understand what we mean when we say prayer, huh? Uh, Prayer is meant to be an encounter with God. Uh, And so formulas uh, can do that, sure. But then there's, um, you know, formulas like, hello, how are you? When I meet a friend and I say, hello, how are you? Hopefully the conversation moves from the sort of formulas of introduction into deeper sort of communication and topics will go where they are in a more natural, in a more natural way, a a way that builds relationship, builds communion, builds sharing, builds all sorts of things. And this should be the same thing with prayer. So when we begin our prayer, you know, I want to address myself to the Lord God. I want to introduce myself to him and say something of hello and start with praise or adoration or thanksgiving. Hopefully it moves beyond um, sort of introductory ways to a more heartfelt uh, depth of communication. So um that's what I mean when I'm saying prayer is that it's uh, it's um, it can include formulas no problem at all but it uh, it also moves into this uh this depth of individual individual and personal uh relationship a uh, growing uh that is very personal very intimate because it's this it's mine it's not somebody else's huh so uh now what I really want to talk about is the is the directionality of prayer uh, i think a lot of people when they kneel down, uh, or sit down, or whatever they're doing, they will look up to heaven, which is great, because God is in heaven, sure. Or if they're in a church, maybe they'll look at the crucifix, uh, or if they're in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, they'll look towards the tabernacle, which is great. Uh, or if the Blessed Sacrament is exposed, they will look at Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament exposed. And it's good to have that directionality, like, where is God uh, that I'm going to speak with, which is, which is fantastic. But I would like to just say something today of the of something that is not less true, uh, which is for the person who has been baptized and who is in the state of grace, uh, hasn't committed a mortal sin, or if they had, uh, they made their confession. So they have this, they're in the state of grace, sanctifying grace. If that's the case uh, for a person, then <laughs> our, our faith tells us, Jesus tells us, the Bible tells us that God dwells inside of us. And, uh, what that doesn't mean is sort of like a nice thought that's not real. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we say that, but like, oh, that's not real. No, like it's real, like it's actual. Uh, and so when I address myself to the Lord, uh, I can look up to the heavens cause he's there. I can look to the tabernacle cause he's there. I can look inside and like, not to my belly, like <laughs> where the food goes, uh, it's not like going to that part of me, but it's really to go beyond the, the body the place of the spirit because you have one it's not just a metaphor the human person is a composite of body and soul and we have a soul we have a spiritual nature to ourselves um and it's the form of who we are so we can uh, turn to our soul and it's not just it's not like our soul is god you know so i'm not saying just look beyond your body and get to your soul and yeah your soul is basically god no that's not true but god dwells there as a fact, not as a metaphor or an idiom or something like that. God dwells there as a fact. So, um, and, it's, and it's not just uh, a nice thought. So what biblical passages might we, might we bring to that? Well, uh, I think the, the most profound, John's Gospel, chapter 14, uh, in verse 23. Um, he who loves me, Jesus says, he who loves me, uh, the Father and I, we will come, and we will make our dwelling in him we will make our dwelling in that person. Jesus says that he and his father are going to come and make their dwelling in us. He's not talking about a metaphor. He's not talking about pretend. He's not talking about make-believe. He's talking about that the the father, the son, and we'll see the Holy Spirit, all three persons of the divine trinity of the blessed trinity reside in our soul. They aren't our soul. They're not our body, but they dwell in our soul, um, actually. So, like, I can look to heaven to find God. I can, if I'm in the state of grace, I can simply, this is the dignity of being a Christian is I can turn, I can close my eyes. I can turn inward beyond the body to address my own spirit, my own soul. And God is there. Um, and if you want to talk about the intimacy of prayer, to be able to turn into myself to my deepest place, which is my heart or my soul, and to be able to then be with God who is also there, can you think of something that would bring you more union than that? I can't, actually. So that's just John uh, fourteen twenty three. Then we also got Romans chapter 5, verse 5. You know, hopefully you're writing this down because this is important stuff, huh? Romans chapter 5, verse 5, Paul, St. Paul is writing. He says, the love of God, the love of God has been poured into our hearts. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And you might be saying, well, that's not God. That's just the love of God, you know, and that's just our hearts. Okay, whatever. No, 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 no. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So that's the second part. So the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has been given to us, Paul says. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us. The Father and the Son will come and make their dwelling in us. So the entirety, Father, Son, Holy Spirit of the Trinity will dwell in the soul of the baptized person. And not only will they dwell there, but then they're going to pour out gifts into the soul. Uh, So this is like, this is like earth shattering. Uh, if we can really grasp the fact that God dwells inside of us who are in the state of grace. And if you're you're like, what's the difference between mortal sin and the state of grace? Well, big difference. In one, God dwells in your soul. In the other, he does not. Um, So that's a big difference. (laughs) So if you need to make your confession, make your confession. Um, Those are just two scripture passages. How about John chapter 4, where Jesus is with the woman at the well. Uh, In verse number 10, he says to the woman, if only you knew the gift of God and then in verse 14 he says the one who believes in me streams of living water uh, will rush up from within them and then in John chapter 7 uh, in verse uh, 37 uh, Jesus says the same thing at the end of this big feast of uh, tabernacles, he cries out, it says, he stood and he cried out, let the one who believes in me, the one who believes in me, as scripture says, streams of living water will flow from their heart. Um, So these are just a few, these are just a few of the passages from sacred scripture that really bring to, to, to light the fact, not the idea as a concept or a metaphor, the fact that God dwells in the soul of the baptized Christian. Um, so that's, if you want to talk about prayer, we can talk about turning towards God who's already closer to ourselves than we are to ourselves. And this is like, this is, this is incredible. So let's pause there for a second because, um... Program director said he has something more important to talk about than the indwelling, indwelling Trinity, and he wants to talk about the show tomorrow. So, Eli, welcome. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. A lot of really interesting stuff. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be coming to you live from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota, hosted by Father John Rutten and Heather Carroll. They'll start off the show visiting with Father Grant Lacey, and he'll talk about his new appointment as chaplain for Mount Marty University. Then, much later in the show, you'll hear from Father John Rutten in the third installment of Father John's journey to the priesthood. Now, if you haven't heard the first two installments, I would encourage you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com. You can find those on our podcast page. Uh, it's a very powerful story of how he made his way to the priesthood. All of that mm-hmm. and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Friday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. So, everybody, we have come to the end of our time together. How can we, how can we summarize um, this? The import of what I've just mentioned about the divine indwelling, uh, as we want to learn how to grow in prayer, uh, to be able to close our eyes to 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 focus, to collect ourselves, we call it recollection, to collect myself, to collect my thoughts, my imagination, my understanding, my memory, to collect that back in, because it's out in the world, to collect it back into my mind, to collect my desires, uh, my affections, all these other things that are, are united to my will, These are the everything that I am, the active powers of me, and to gather them up into myself for a purpose, and the purpose is so that I might direct myself to God who is dwelling in my soul. And to allow all of my uh, attention and affection to rest upon Him who is within me and to ask for a deepening participation in union and communion with Him. If that would be the best Lent ever, I think it would be the best Lent ever uh, for us to grow in that way. So... I'm so delighted to have been with you today. I hope that you grow in prayer, uh, in fasting, and in almsgiving. I'm going to ask for the Lord to bless you. May the Lord pour out his blessing upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, God bless you. See you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.